This is Reawakened, conversations with and for women in transition with Vari Longmuir and Jade McKenzie. As women in our 30s have experienced transition in different forms, we realised there was a lack of open, honest conversation around what can be a lonely and delicate time. Our hope for this podcast is that it will be the medicine you need to navigate whatever you are going through with courage, grace, and a little humor along the way. Welcome back to Reawaken the podcast. This is episode three. We are talking about sexuality and shedding skin. Welcome back, Vari. Thank you. Welcome back, Jim. <laughs> Thank you. Now, today's a big one because. <laughs> well, that's what she said. But today it's a very big topic because we're talking about something that, as women, we're not really raised discussing with our family definitely Mm. with our girlfriends we are but it doesn't seem to be a mainstream topic for women to talk about your sexuality so let's just start at the foundation of it all what does sexuality mean to you Mm. god it is a big topic isn't it for me it's that embodiment of that feminine essence I think, and I think it's something that through different phases and roles in life, I think as a culture, we're taught as inappropriate or appropriate at different points. And so for me, it's a really tricky one. Certainly being reacquainted with my sexuality has been something that's certainly been apparent over this transition. And getting to know myself in a whole different way has been huge. So I think what you touched on just in the intro there is is such a big topic of conversation. I think as women, how we are taught to treat our sexuality or not treat it. It doesn't exist almost, you know. I think... Our generation of women have a new voice around that, I think, now. And and being able to say, yes, I can be a mother, I can be a businesswoman, and I can also be a sexual woman as well. And and be a woman who enjoys their body and enjoys sex and, and who it's a natural thing. And, a, and I think that still the conversation isn't widely accepted of what it is to be a woman in their 30s and be a sexual being as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. I'm excited to dive into this. I don't know where we're going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what about you? What does sexuality mean to you? I kind of feel like it's in the same boat as spirituality for me mm. because spirituality and sexuality are things that are both very innate and so I don't really compartmentalize it Mm. it kind of just is and at any point of my life like you say it it, it becomes stronger at one point or you might notice it it might not notice it as much at other points of your life because other things are taking precedence I get confused. I think it does come back to broader messaging in the Western world about what being sexual is and what it means to a woman because for me, I feel like 
sexuality, especially when you're younger, is about showing skin. It's about、mm. showing that you have breasts and a butt,、mm. and <laughs>、yeah. you're barely covering anything. And for me now, it really does feel like pleasure or enjoyment of my body. Not so much my mind,、mm. even though that's a big part of it. But it really is just about getting back to my body and and doing something that is quite natural, but then does come with a sense of embarrassment or sometimes、uh, shame or awkwardness. I like to just have fun and make、mm. it funny. But it is a complex topic because there are so many ways to look at it and experience it, and you are absolutely shaped by past experience, what people have said to you, how people view your body,、mm. um, and maybe maybe traumatic experiences for women.、Mm. So I guess for me, the essence of it is really. Pleasure in my body and experimenting with that.、Mm. There's just so many jokes I could make. <laughs> The whole time when I'm talking, I'm like, just be serious. I love dirty jokes, so this episode's really hard for me. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't do it. Oh right, back on track. Um, I, like I think what is fascinating now is, I think to see. Women who are really embodying that sensual side of themselves and that、mm-hmm. sexual part of themselves, and it's almost in contradiction to what what their job is or what they they should be. You know, women talking openly about sexuality who are mothers,、um, who you know are well respected business owners, who are yoga instructors. You know, I think those things that we are taught are contradictions. I think it's amazing to see examples of women that are are owning all that of themselves to say. You know, yes, I I might be a yoga teacher, but I'm also you know a, a highly sexual woman or a a business owner. But I'm also going to talk about female sexuality. You know, I think we're slowly starting to break down those kind of barriers and the shame around that. And I think that's so important, especially for the younger generation of women coming up. You know, and like you had touched on Jade saying that you know. Sexuality used to be about showing skin and showing bodies. I also think, though, that you can do that now, and it's not done in a distasteful way. Certainly for me, um, as a model, I've shot a lot of nude photography as well, and it's so empowering to be able to do that as a woman, you know, and and to do it in a way that's not for other people. And I think often that can be the pushback on most things, is that's not. That's not what a good girl does, you know. We're back to this good girl image of you don't show your breasts or you don't show your butt or you don't show your legs or. But why not? It's this shameful attitude towards this natural human form and and to be to be nude and to be naked and to really embrace that. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And certainly for me, you know, there was one series of of images I shot. That I cried when I saw them at first because I felt like I was looking at me truly for the first time, you know. And to see that vulnerability is is such a strong thing. But other people have their opinions on it. And again, it's one of those things that we touched on in the last episode about: do you defend your position and try to make the person understand why you chose to do that? You know, when I shot images 
I got pushback again from my mother that that's not what the good girl does. You know, yeah. that's things like what what will your sons think if they see those images, which was ironic because I openly showed the images to my kids and um, they actually printed off some copies and were drawn on them and making me into an angel, <laughs> which was really beautiful. And I love the normalising the human form, you know, that the, a naked human form doesn't equal a sexual form. You know, mm. those two things can be very different. And I think for so long, we've linked nudity and nakedness with being overtly sexual. But those things don't have to be mutually exclusive. And I think that's something that I'm really interested in exploring is that you shouldn't be thought of as any less because you choose to show your body in a certain way, whether that's to cover up or don't not to cover up, you know. And I think, I can't quite remember who it was. It was maybe Emily Ratajkowski, the model, who had said, you know, she's a super intelligent girl, has opinions and ideas on so many different subjects, but she also chose to do, you know, nude photo shoots. And she said, if you have a lesser respect for me because I choose to take my clothes off, then it says more about you than it does about me. And I think that's that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. why do we look at someone and, and form an opinion of them based on how they choose to look with or without clothes on? I think that's that's a huge area for me that really needs to be spoken about more yeah and it does it does become something that you need to I guess understand more when you have children like what your thoughts or values or ethics around it is because your children you have to educate them in so many ways and then we talk about the talk Mm. oh my god yeah (laughs) and you have to decide when it's appropriate for children to know that or what men and women or men and men or women and women do (laughs) in their relationships and I find that tricky to navigate because I still feel like I'm growing into my sexuality now, Mm. especially being separated from a marriage where there wasn't passion there in the end. It really was a friendship. Mm. And so reawakening that passion for me is exciting Yeah, because it made me realize, and I always have been a very sexual being but I don't think you would see that looking at me walking down the street you know and that's where it comes into this non-judgment thing you know Mm. it it doesn't matter the amount of skin you're showing or whether I've got nude photos Mm. Uh, I really love being with someone that I care about and having that intimacy in those moments Mm. of connectedness with them and I never feel as close to someone as I do in those moments And so for me, something that is quite natural and is a fact of life, Mm. I think, oh my God, how am I going to explain this to Cerise? And I always try and, you know, if I'm in the shower, if I'm getting changed, I try and I don't hide my body. Mm. I'm not happy with my body. That is a big thing for me, but... I will not hide it from her because I want her to see what a natural female body looks like. Yeah. And if she asks me questions about why people kiss or she sees something on an ad and she's like, oh, what are they doing? Or I just try and be super honest with her because I feel like as she grows up, and I do want to talk to you about the difference Uh, between women and men when it comes to sexuality but I do want her growing up to be 
a whole being and I mean I went to a Catholic girls school I was baptized sex is oh, it's a sin it's not good it's why mm. Eve was struck down and yeah. it's all of these negative images that you have of sexual women but it's so innate it's biology it's science it's fact yeah. we want to reproduce it also feels good it's yeah but this idea of like we should be sexual to have children but once we have children we should turn just turn off. that tap off <laughs> close <laughs> your legs <laughs> um yeah and i think that shame you know that's passed down of, of not being allowed to be a woman who is a sexual being and that you know the only reason to have sex is is to reproduce you know i think it's, it's so damaging to young girls and so shameful to young girls who who at a young age feel sexual and it's almost like you know it's expected of of young boys to feel in that way but it's not allowed of young women to feel that way um and I think that's a really damaging thing for young girls to feel you know that there's a shame around around any kind of sexuality um you know certainly I remember you know getting the talk from my mum um and I don't really remember the details of it, but it wasn't about sex. It was about how not to fall pregnant, <laughs> I think. you know. And again, my mom comes from a very Irish Catholic family. so. <laughs> um, but it, was, it wasn't about what, it, you know, what's, what sex is. It was about you know, the what not to do. And, and, and I think that's not the conversation that, that needs to be happening with young kids, you know. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. It's it's very much a double standard, I think, when it comes to males and females, certainly at a young age of, of how they're introduced to it and and the expectation that's put on, on both genders. Mm. And I think too with women, we focus so much on sexual women as sirens, you mm. know, as these women who are temptresses and it's their seductresses and mm-hmm. it's all very showman-like and, you know, even stupid things in movies like ter- uh, tying a cherry stem with your teeth or, mm-hmm. like, having your boobs out and, I don't know, I feel like you can absolutely be sexual and, and do none of those things. Yeah. It really is just about being in a moment with someone and appreciating touch yeah I don't know I just I don't feel like men have that portrayal mm. like they're seen as completely whole when they're sexual in fact when they're not sexual there's something wrong with them yeah, yeah. and it's just part of their day it's always your husband who wants sex from you and you're the one who has a headache which is yeah. like not true but yeah it's for them they're not whole if they're not sexual but if you're a woman and you're sexual then there's something wrong with you and you're the almost the villain you're the mm. you're not the virgin in white yeah yeah it's such a strange dynamic and i think as us going through our transitions and our reawakening and especially at a time where biologically our bodies are waking up going, do you want any more children? Come on. It's your last chance. Let's go. (laughs) You know, there's lots of things happening from hormones to us rediscovering ourselves Mm. and potentially viewing our bodies in a different way, but doing other things to make us feel confident and sexy. And 
I just find that for me, sexuality is always evolving. Yeah. It's an ever-evolving process. It's not just like, yeah. okay, I want to have a baby. Absolutely. And it was, for me, you know, becoming single, you know, in my 30s and, and having two young kids, you know, it was, I, I wondered how how I'm going to navigate this particular part of, of this transition, you know, to... I hadn't been single since I was 18. So, Mm. you know, it was, it had been a long time in a relationship. And so to, to then meet that part of yourself. um, And and it's very different, you know, being single at 18 is very different to being single in your 30s. Yeah, it's getting to know yourself again, really. And I think, yeah, to have that period of time to, to allow yourself to explore that, I think is is so essential especially when you are leaving a long-term relationship and the safety and familiarity of that yeah the new newness can feel exciting but it can also feel really scary as well so I think it's it's a time to kind of tread lightly and be kind to yourself I think because yeah it's a part of you that you might never have met before Mm. did it feel liberating to be with someone new yeah yeah, I think, you know, as you had said towards the end of my marriage, it was it was more of a, a friendship than it was a romantic partnership. And yeah, that liberation of of feeling desired as well by other people is huge. Um and learning what what's important to you. What you know, I think in any long term relationship you can kind of get stuck into a bit of a bit of a rut and a bit of a routine and I think, you know, the, the newness of any new partner can be exciting but then being in a relationship now to let yourself be vulnerable and explore new things with that person as well can also be be a completely new territory to to navigate so yeah I think as you said it's something that's always evolving it can be evolving with different people different partners it can be evolving with yourself it can be evolving within a committed relationship and I think it's about communication Mm. it's about you know being vulnerable to ask for what you want or to speak up and communicate communication in all different aspects of relationship is so important but I think never more so than that sexual side of a relationship I think we can assume that other people will know what we want or that we meant to assume what we know that they want but I think to be able to communicate is a really beautiful thing and it's a really lovely thing to experience in a relationship. Mm. How do you express yourself sexually? That sounds really strange to say out loud, but do you feel like it comes through in your work? Do you read particular books or do you do like go on dates with your partner that you probably didn't with your ex but allow you to, I guess, be intimate in different ways mm. I don't know what how do you I think it's hard because I'd like as much as I identify as being a sexual person I don't know what is mm. perceived as sexual from the outside so being in partnership with someone who is also creative is a, is a huge point of attraction and there's there's a great deal of sexuality and, and sexual energy within that I think um and that's something I didn't have in previous relationship was was that creativity in another partner. So yeah, when it comes to you know what I do to express that sexuality, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's that subtleness. I I, I don't know of anything that I do intentionally that has that 
what about you? I just want to touch upon something there. <laughs> I find it so interesting that you say you don't quite know what you do intentionally. Those beautiful images that you have of you, mm. are they something that are sexual in nature to you or are really just an expression of self? Like, is there a level of sexiness in that? I think for me with with those images it's more of a sensuality and a feminism okay. than it is an overt sexuality there's definitely implied sexuality there in them um but for me it's more about that vulnerability and sensuality rather than that direct sexuality if that makes sense yeah complete sense mm. i just wanted to talk about that because i do feel like that is the kind of thing where people will pick up their phone or they'll look at those images and say oh that's quite sexy mm. or that's quite raunchy or that's very sexual but for us for people who are very much about shedding the layers finding out who we are going through this transformative process i know that when i look at those images for you, it is about an an expression mm. of something that is happening at this given point of time. It's not to say, "Hello, sailors," you know. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's not that at all. And so, yeah, I was just interested to hear mm. if you felt that that was a way that you do. It. I think it's definitely a way that I express myself and that side of myself, that more sensual feminine energy side of myself but yet it's not done in a way to kind of provoke any kind of sexual energy from the viewer's point of view it's done more for me as an expression of me Mm. and it's an art form I think as a creative as I've said before I'm that typical you know gen y multi-hyphenate slashy where you know there's so many different hats that I wear and that is just a way that I express myself creatively and being able to create those images with my partner is is a really amazing connection that we have yeah so I'd say it's it's a way that I express myself and not necessarily to show a sexual side of myself but just a way that I feel portrays it's a kind of outward expression of how I feel within myself what about you what do you have things that you do that make you feel particularly more or less sexual or I don't know Mm. it's it's such a hard one because it's 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 kind of an unknown because it is so much just a part of you you don't really go okay i'm going to do this and feel really sexual now Mm. and put it out there yeah (laughs) and it is so personal so um just like with your photos you see that as an expression a moment in time a vulnerability as art and other people might see it as something different Mm. and I guess that's what art is right it's something that is open to interpretation and that's Mm -hmm. the beauty of it and I almost think that sexuality is the same I don't feel like I really do anything I think I just like to be in the moment and I think sexuality for me a lot of it is around touch Mm. so it's not like I will write a poem and post that or um take photos or or sing about it or write about Mm. it for me it, it is just being with someone physically and it's private and 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 that's I guess 
what that experience is for me. Mm. Whereas other people would find ways to express it and, and to talk about it. So I would really love to know, I guess from our listeners, what is sexuality to you? How do you feel you embody it or how does it play a part in your life? Do you set time aside for it, to explore it? Are you doing something new? What are you doing? Because clearly Vari and I are just like, hmm. <laughs> we need some what tips. What does this mean to us? <laughs> but it, it does play such a big part, especially in our reawakening, our transitions, uh, because we are rediscovering. And I think that it is such a gentle process, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it is something that we probably have pushed aside, especially having children, mm. oh, that it's not something that you really talk about except with your girlfriends when you're having a giggle and making eggplant jokes like (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't really help me understand how I feel (laughs) about these things happening in my Mm. life but I think it is such an intangible thing circling back around to what we spoke about in the last episode about self-confidence I think so much sexuality and sexual energy comes from that self-confidence you know the French women encapsulated beautifully you know they never show too much skin they never wear a lot of makeup they're not what a lot of culture would deem to be overtly sexual women but they have this just innate sexuality about them and it comes from that confidence and I think that's often what what people connect with people that maybe are trying to force this sexuality that doesn't come naturally to them I think it can be quite quite jarring but I think for people just to to own their contradictions and to own that confidence I think that's what creates that real sexual energy Mm. and if it makes you feel good do it and if it doesn't feel good try again (laughs) (laughs) maybe just cross it off the bucket list and been there done that and also have fun with it yeah doesn't have to all be so serious and so heavy like it can be fun Mm, i love a good giggle well clearly but (laughs) i I just think to it's a fun thing to do to explore yeah definitely i think there's that real shift in certainly our generation of women and really embracing that sexual side of themselves and allowing themselves to express it without the shame Mm. that's gone before so yeah more of that please How do you think it will change, do you think, in the coming years? So for my daughter, she's five now. I mean, do you have any inkling about what it might be like for girls when she's 18 and navigating this? I think that whole landscape's changing so quickly. From a cultural point of view, again, it might be more of the circles that we're moving in, but like, I feel there is a real shift towards diversity, towards accepting lots of different structures of relationships and families and identities it seems to be shifting really quickly and I hope that that continues for the daughters and for the sons you know that are that are growing up and are going to be this next generation I hope that there's more equality between the sexes when it comes to expressing their sexuality it'll be interesting what to watch but I definitely think that the landscape's changing really quickly for the better Mm. and um people are being given voices that maybe didn't have voices before i didn't feel their voices were that important which yeah i think i'm i'm excited to see how it goes but i'm hopeful 
Yeah, and especially too for I guess my more minority groups who felt like mm. they had to keep everything so secret and hidden. Because mm. uh, for our generation, I mean, we're openly yes people. Like yes, love is love. Yeah. For our parents' generation, it was so much harder. So hopefully, by the time our children grow up, it will just be normal. You just yeah. are. There's no segregation. And I think to be able to allow anyone to explore their sexuality in a safe way at any point and whether that you are straight gay trans bi whatever or whatever form of relationship you want to create i mean i'm seeing so many more stories now and this touches upon the relationship side of things but there are so many relationships now that are open because people are finding that they can't be everything to everyone all of the time and Mm. you go through different seasons together. So if somebody is feeling more sexual than somebody else at at a particular stage, they might not want to stop the marriage or the relationship Mm. or give up that family life, but they have a sexual desire or need that they feel they need to continue to... Um, feed or explore and so they will have different partners and equally men and women in these scenarios and so it's going to be interesting to see how we not only express ourselves but how relationships will evolve Mm. into something where sex almost doesn't determine whether or not you are with or not with someone. Yeah. But it is a physical or biological need that for some people has to be fulfilled and both parties might be happy for that to be fulfilled elsewhere. I know, it's it's so much more diverse now and as a result, complicated in some ways, I think. The idea of marriage and monogamy is such a new concept, really, that, you know, you've you marry someone and then you only have sex with that person for the rest of your life. And it was so they knew who to pass the cattle down to because that was definitely going to be your children because they hadn't slept with anyone else. I think it's really interesting that people can have those open relationships and it can work because, again, I think it comes down to impeccable communication because you cannot have a polyamorous or open relationship and be able to trust and love that person if you don't have amazing communication Mm. and so i think if those types of relationships can work the communication has to be so strong between the couple which is amazing i think before where that would have worked for people the marriages have just fallen down or relationships have fallen down because of not being able to express themselves or communicate or, or find something that works for them because it didn't look like what a marriage or a relationship should look like you know so it was it was really black and white whereas now i think there's so many more options for people to be happy and at the end of the day that's what it's all about it's about being happy whether you're in a relationship or not or and being able to share your life with someone and it can take on so many different forms these days which I think is a really beautiful thing to see it is Mm. but also complicated when you try and explain it on Facebook (laughs) (laughs) your status update (laughs) it's complicated they just sum that one up so neatly (laughs) So for women who are listening, who are going through their reawakening and their transition, what advice would you want to leave them with or what thoughts would you like them to explore further when it comes to their sexuality and what that means 
as a woman trying to navigate this new part of their journey. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear. And for people that, you know, have been either in marriages or long-term relationships and they've transitioned that relationship to look slightly different to what it did look, I'd love to hear about women who have had that really good communication. Maybe it's worked, maybe it's not worked. But yeah, I'd love to hear about those periods of transition um, to different forms of relationship. I think that's super interesting. Mm. So much to talk about. Mm. I feel like this is a wine conversation (laughs) where it's like a room full of women, endless wine, and then all the stories come out. Well, maybe just like set an event up for like reawakened offline. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hashtag with wine. (laughs) Yeah. But it's been really interesting talking to you about that Mm. today because it is so much a part of who we are and yet it's not always the first conversation you'll have. Yeah. So if you've got any thoughts, comments, uh, experiences that you want to share with myself and Vari, you know where to find us at reawakenedwomen.com and also over at Instagram, reawakened underscore women. Obviously, we're big on talking and these really honest conversations that we don't always get every day. Yeah. You know, especially when you're going through a particular phase in your life. So the more we hear from you, the better. We love it. And we want to keep making more and more episodes that are interesting to you and and based off your experiences. So please, Mm. please hit us up yeah I feel like this is something I feel like we're just like touching on the surface of this I feel like this Mm. is something we're going to dive into with other people in conversations in season two because I think it's such a big topic and I feel like we're only just scratching the surface so I feel like we've got lots more to talk about on this topic and lots more dirty jokes (laughs) I mean I didn't even get to really do any this (laughs) in this episode just you wait I can make anything a sexual innuendo (laughs) (laughs) but stay tuned episode four is coming up next week and we will be talking about reigniting purpose and passions so that's going to be all things business relationships friendships it's going to be a biggie so next week episode four will be out until then have a great week and we'll see you then bye